Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Leaders in Supply Chain Talent Podcast. I'm your host, Shiv Pajdar, Head of Training and Development at Alcott Global. I'm excited to have Agnes Go as our guest today. Agnes is currently leading the talent acquisition function at L'Oreal for the SAP MENA zone that covers markets from Australia, New Zealand to Southeast Asia to India, Middle East and North Africa. She's part of the SAP MENA HR leadership team and is responsible for the regional talent acquisition strategy. Prior to her role at L'Oreal, Agnes held the global talent acquisition leadership role for Signify Philips Lighting and was part of the global HR leadership team. She spent a brief period with LVMH as the group HR director for Southeast Asia and India. Agnes started her recruitment career with Hydrogen Struggles and later Conferry, where she specialized in hiring senior level positions in the consumer sector. Before her career in recruitment, Agnes was based in Shanghai with a training and operational role in the education sector. She started her career as a teacher and holds a degree in education from the University of Melbourne. Agnes, thank you so much for joining us today. Delighted to have you here here with you as well today. Great. So, Agnes, look, you have a great career with some very significant career pivots, which I can see. You know, you started as a teacher and then you moved on to having a training and operation role, then external recruitment, and now you've been in talent acquisition for many years. Can you share with us a bit about, you know, this exciting career you've had, specifically focusing on the pivots and how did you go about them? Yeah, I would say that um, it's a journey, <laughs> definitely a journey. Um, you know, as an individual, I'm pretty much a perfectionist, you know, as you can imagine, the first career that I chose was in education. All the planning that you need to do, all the specific intention that you need to put together. <laughs> I really noticed that when I was going through my own career journey and experience, I think one mindset that I always bring is having that curiosity. I'm always constantly curious and always looking for you know, things that I could do a little bit differently, even if it's the same type of job or mm-hmm. same type of searches, and, and just go with the flow from there. I think that's been probably the most consistent, you know, I would say, thing that I have personally discovered in the way I have discovered my own career journey um, is mm-hmm. to keep an open mind, constantly curious on things that I'm passionate about. And with that, you know, enjoy the flow. You know, if we're too caught up with what we want, sometimes we might mm-hmm. miss out on many other important things. <laughs> and, and that's oh, how I discovered my own career. Absolutely, absolutely. It looks like it has worked out really well for you as well. So look, on the note of curiosity, I'm very curious to see how different things are run at L'Oreal as well. So L'Oreal is very heavy on community development and community management. So can you share with us how you enable in today's remote working arrangement, especially considering all the intergenerational dynamics, this spirit of community development and community management? Yeah, no, thank you so much for that question. It is a very important part of my own strategy as well um, mm-hmm. in connecting, you know, with my colleagues and my team at L'Oreal. You know, I mean, let's talk about our young talent mm-hmm. where we are really well known for in terms of our investment in mm-hmm. the youth and our focus on developing careers, right? We hire quite a lot of uh, management trainings as mm-hmm. well as in mm-hmm. organizations, especially for our management trainees. And one of the key things that we have discovered on First, when we did physical trips, Mm -hmm. it's the network that they are saying, you know, beyond just their own markets, right? 
And as the pandemic was that hit us, we also noticed that, you know, very often we spend a lot of time just sitting at home, uh, working from our own room, whether is it, you know, in your room, in the study, in the kitchen, <laughs> in the living mm-hmm. room, you're staring at the screen, right? We very often realize that, you know, well, we all have a good onboarding program. People don't get the opportunity like they have in before when they're in the physical office. Right? They will not be able to discover who exists or who do not exist beyond their job interaction. And very often, sometimes they spend six to eight hours on screen only talking to the few people that they interact with for months. So one of the things that we have done is to start launching events and activities where they can come together. We have done this for our management trainees in specific. Very recently, that has evolved from just getting you know, very consistent events where our senior leaders will be hosting and sharing with them their insights. Yeah. So now we also have, you know, every Thursday, inspired by Clubhouse, I always joke with (laughs) them, what we call our TLC sessions, Mm -hmm. where we give you tender loving care, but actually TLC stands for Thursday Life Conversations. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, where our trainees actually, you know, get insights and opportunities to interact and Mm -hmm. also a platform to share, you know, what they're going through. The month of July, we dedicate that to self-care. You know, all of us are, re- I mean, I think a lot of organizations are talking a lot about, you know, well-being, mental wellness, you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. and so on. We do a lot of fun stuff, you know, from a company engagement standpoint. But I think when, when it comes to their own cohort, right, giving them a safe space to really talk about things as simple as sense of security, their own mm-hmm. sense of assurance. Am I doing well in my job when I'm actually working from home every day? What is my manager thinking about my performance? How could mm-hmm. I have you know, advice? Who can I speak to? Because I'm a fresh graduate, I don't have much career experiences. If I'm going to do this, is that you know, considered okay? Is that acceptable? Right? I mean, mm-hmm. giving them that platform really helped them open up. We never say that you know, it's compulsory, you all need to do it. We leave it fairly open. People will you know, just apply to come in, they lock on, they know that every Thursday at this time, this is the link. The link never changed. They just turn up. Mm-hmm. Um, some days we have 10. Some days we have 100. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it depends on the week. Um, it depends on the topic. and depends on our speaker. And we, we target more than just the executive level. We also have individuals who have just finished their management trainee program mm-hmm. to join us. Former MTs, people in HR, people beyond HR. Um, some folks who have been, you know, like us, first time being a manager, learning how to overcome a pandemic and they mm-hmm. share with them it's a really a great experience for them and to see them blossoming session after session talking about you know their own challenges and how they appreciate the moment you know when you're saying that i can feel the impact this is having on the organization i can feel it in the tone of your voice and the way you are explaining how much of an impact it has and you touched on a couple of things psychological safety and then you touched on on well-being and it's happening to see so many organizations are you know being on the ball about it during the pandemic and really taking charge on making sure that across the organization there is this sense of psychological safety so that's amazing now one of the other things you touched very briefly is investing in talent and you talked about how you know L'Oreal has been known to hiring a lot of young talent and investing heavily in grooming them to become managers and successful leaders how does that look like within L'Oreal 
That's a great question. I think we say that very often and we really mean it, right? I think to really understand what L'Oreal means when it comes to investing on talent, I think we first need to really understand how L'Oreal built our core beliefs in talent, right? People is our greatest asset. Our mm-hmm. founder, Eugene Schreller, he has this famous quote that runs in many hallways <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in many offices and also on our corporate website. Company is not about walls and machines, but about people, people and people. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's really true, um, and it holds um, even right to today. The way we looking at talent, the way mm-hmm. that we're thinking about talent, mm-hmm. it's really interesting, right? Um, it's quite mm-hmm. holistic in terms of our approach. We take a slightly, I mean, I would say that from my own experience, you know, having worked with some different companies, mm-hmm. you know, the way that we think about talent is quite unique. We not only just look at, you know, their own ambition, the work environment, the enablement itself, but also taking into account, you know, a lot of the personal consideration um, mm-hmm. as well. On top of that, you know, we also really look at the impact that our talent initiatives um, holds. I mean, simple stuff, you know, that everybody is really popular uh, topic today. It's on mm-hmm. B&I. Yeah. 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 Looking at these um, initiatives, you know, um, how does that really contribute to the organization's success, to the individual success, the contribution, the value add that we bring to our people as well it's not just about them giving to us but also us giving to them mm. and i think that's something that is quite wholesome when we look at that for us at l'oreal amazing uh you know people 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 having the focus on the people of the organization rather than you know, the other aspects and you touched up on diversity and inclusion right now and you know as you said it's one of the favorite topic at this point in time it's about time that organizations start talking about it and it's amazing to see that there are some organizations leading it at the forefront and i do know that you drive the dni agenda for the talent acquisition in l'oreal so you know just very curious to see how do you ensure that dni is something which is truly practiced within the talent acquisition sphere yeah about a lot <laughs> in the team <laughs> I think like all DNI initiatives, right? There definitely need to be a bit a sense of deliberateness and intention to be discussed because without mm-hmm. awareness, it's going to be really hard to address. While a lot of while well, it's easy to just look at you know gender equality, you know etc. and so on. Um, I think it's also very important that the team recognizes the purpose of why we are investing and making DNI as a commitment. Not about hiring more of one <laughs> or less of another. It's really around the fundamental perspective of having a diverse perspective and views, right? What value does that bring to us or the uniqueness um, that every individual would be able to contribute mm-hmm. to the organization in the workplace, uh, but also to society? Mm-hmm. I think one of the things I remember as part of my onboarding at mm-hmm. L'Oreal and my former manager was ma- mentioning this to me on the leadership commitments and the value of uh, why DNI is so important for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, fundamentally, we believe that, you know, we should, you know, have the right reflection of the consumers that we are servicing. So when we look at DNI, it's really just beyond a specific area. It's really around, you know, where we do our, how we are working closely with our consumers. How can mm-hmm. we build that sense of belonging in the environments that we operate in and the value that we can contribute to as well? Mm-hmm. 
So in the talent acquisition teams, we come up with a lot of initiatives. It's something that appears on our dashboards, you know, uh-huh. you know, in terms of making it very deliberate, right, on how we measure what we are measuring for. It's part of my, uh, a large part of my own KPIs, right? If I don't meet it, you know, I, I will be held accountable for it, you know. So, so I think, you know, that's something that we all co-share, mm-hmm. that intention, that commitment mm-hmm. uh, that we have towards um, DNI. Okay, so, uh, that's fantastic. And look, I have a couple of questions from the audience and people who are listening to this live, feel free to comment your questions to us. But before I take the audience question, I want to continue with the DNI spirit and just ask you that, you know, while inclusion is the right thing to do, can you share with us on how it makes business sense as well? And maybe, you know, even give some examples on how you've seen that making a lot of business sense within L'Oreal. Yeah, I think inclusivity, of course, we say it's a key to success. So I think we have many of our colleagues coming up with really very innovative. I would say that probably one of the key things that I can maybe mention about that we've been communicating as well, which is on our talent agenda in terms of how can we build an inclusive workforce beyond just the workplace, but into our homes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we did uh, was to ensure that we have that consistency on parental leave. We look at uh, at a minimum of 14 weeks paid leave for mothers, six mm-hmm. weeks for fathers and co-parents, <laughs> we should say, mm-hmm. uh, with right. more but wherever we operate, whichever that is, for example, in Singapore, we might say that, oh, 14 weeks is not, you know, kind of uh, industry standard because the government promotes 16 weeks, but many, mm-hmm. many markets don't have that. And in Singapore, we have the full 16 weeks, and of course, we have mm-hmm. more <laughs> of others mm-hmm. as well, right? A lot of the initiatives that go out, we really look at how can we ensure that we keep this in mind, the intention of making sure that we make the company a more inclusive environment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That was a great example. And I loved that you immediately pointed out co-parenting like it shows that how aware you are of you know being inclusive and including all kinds of permutations and combinations there as well so i'm going to agnes now take a quick audience question which is related to talent acquisition so what do talent acquisition leaders identify as the challenges of hiring in a post-pandemic world what would you think are some of those challenges yeah, I think there are, there are quite a lot of challenges that we are seeing today, right? I think if I were to ask myself currently what keeps me up um, at night <laughs> is to ensure that, you know, I mean, at first as a, as a talent acquisition leader, to make sure that my team is not just out there servicing the business, but also making mm-hmm. sure that they're taking care of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. That's ultimately the first fundamental importance for us to take care of ourselves first so mm-hmm. that we can also be able to take care of what we are hired to do. And we're, we're constantly reminding our teams that, you know, and my team reminds me too, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. in turn, right? To care for uh-huh. each other, to make sure that we take time out. Always busy. I and mean, in teleacquisition for the folks who are listening in, if you're in TA, you know that it's a never-ending job. <laughs> you're constantly busy and it's always on, you know, be it on the transaction, be it on the proactive planning, you know, and all. And more and more so today in talent acquisition, you know, we're being pulled into doing much more strategic workforce planning, mm-hmm. right? And I would say that's been um, an area where you would see the shift and the move into more predictive mm-hmm. on acquisition, 
mm-hmm. is, is really top in mind. A lot of companies mm-hmm. are look, moving into it. And so are we in terms of being able to anticipate better, being mm-hmm. able to understand talent market better so that we are able to support our colleagues in HR as well as mm-hmm. our business leaders much better in terms of the skill sets that we're all looking to recruit. You know, different mm-hmm. industries who have different critical needs. So do we in L'Oreal. <laughs> but when we look at what keeps us up at night, I would say first making sure that my team is managing well <laughs> mm-hmm. because without them, it's quite impossible for me to do my things <laughs> as mm-hmm. well and my ambition and everything remains as a strategy. Mm-hmm. And then being able to be proactive in terms of anticipating the needs of our business, really truly understanding what the talent landscape is. And the talent landscape is changing. I think it's probably the biggest challenge. A lot of candidates that you approach, they get much more calls. Everyone is talking about the great resignation. Exactly. I know many of my industry peers are experiencing it. We are all sitting there anticipating that it will come. But what does that mean for us, right? Making sure that we are all working towards that level of anticipation. I think it's been Mm -hmm. something that is keeping us up at night. Absolutely. And and that's what we are seeing like uh, for our executive search as well, how candidates are getting multiple calls, they are getting much more hikes, etc. Because people have had time to sit back at homes in the last eight, 12 to 18 months and think about their careers and what works and what doesn't. But I, I have to commend something here, Agnes. I've been hearing the word care a lot in this podcast, you know, whether it's the theme of self-care in the TLCs, which truly should be TLC, as we know, in the tender love and care. And then, you know, caring for the team. As a leader, you make sure that your team take care of themselves and they also hold you accountable for that. So look, Sounds like a great team and the organization at large to work with. It's front and center in the mind of the leaders. So I'm now going to switch gears a bit and you know move to the perspective of the audience here who want to know a bit more about careers and skills from a leader in talent in the industry. So according to you, Agnes, what are the most important skills, whether it's soft skills or technical skills, which are required by professionals to reach the senior level leadership roles at today's time? You know, I think every time when we, it's a very good question, to be honest. I think every organization that I have been interacting with, whether when I was in search or when I have gone into the corporate organization, I think one of the critical competencies that I would Mm -hmm. observe is stakeholder management, communication Mm -hmm. skills. But if you really peel that layer off and Mm -hmm. look at the fundamental skills that one should really hone beyond just being able to speak in an effective manner, (laughs) it's really having an open mindset. The curiosity, having that open mindset, the self-awareness or the ability to reflect. I think reflection Mm -hmm. is so critical and so important Mm -hmm. for you to see if how you can improve How could you do something, an experience or situation better? How can you innovate? We're living in unprecedented times, right? I mean, when have we had the entire world having a pandemic at the same time? (laughs) You know, one of my colleagues said, we're all in the same ocean, but different type of boats. (laughs) Some's on a speed boat, you know, but every different boat, right? I think the way that we need to grapple with this change and be able to come up stronger is not mm-hmm. going to be something that we we'll learn in school. It's not a textbook mm-hmm. strategy or a textbook question. You definitely need to have you know, good agility, able to innovate, to be able to strategize and have that courage 
I think, you know, in leadership roles, no matter what functions you are holding or business roles that you're taking, that managerial courage to speak up is going to be extremely important because you will be in uncomfortable positions from time to time, whether is it managing the team or whether is it in a business conversation or a business strategic decisions that you need to take. I think these are very important skills that one should develop as you are having the ambition to become a more senior leader. Absolutely. And look, you've shown curiosity and an open mind in your career throughout. And that's why we see such beautiful, significant career pivots and you rising into these uh, leadership positions. So, you know, you've had a remarkable career so far, and I'm sure that you will be gaining even greater heights in the years to come. So what advice would you give to people entering workforce to be able to have an exciting career? And I'm sure that, you know, with L'Oreal having such a strong youth program, you would have a lot of information and wisdom there to guide our younger listeners. You know, I, I don't know if it's wisdom, but I think it's a common conversations that we have, you know, in my team and I always, uh, whenever we mm-hmm. meet young talent, you know, it's again, back to the sense of curiosity, right? I think when mm-hmm. we are young, whenever we go for a conversation, we're mm-hmm. so focused and so focused, so focused on just that one thing. And we stop listening. We stop Mm -hmm. listening to the interviewer, (laughs) for example, when we're going through the interview. We stop listening to the advice that people are trying to tell you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. really, that's the thing. Um, I think listening is a very important advice that I would give because Mm -hmm. when you listen, you would then be able to discover. Of course, you know, when you're young, you're always curious, right? But you will feel like, hey, I don't know enough. I always tell our teams, um, especially our management trainees, uh, whenever I interact with them, don't ever forget this curiosity because that curiosity will continuously bring you very far in your career because there is a lot of first time and there's a lot Mm -hmm. of first move. Mm -hmm. Your first job, the first time you become a manager or a team Mm -hmm. project leader, the first time Mm -hmm. you are going to do a role that is unique, the first promotion, Mm -hmm. the first um, leadership position, (laughs) there's many firsts. Yeah, but if you ever, as we, you know, what I've seen in a lot of our interviews when I was in executive search, individuals who really struggle mm-hmm. to land their next ideal, you know, opportunity that they mm-hmm. have the ambition for, and they ask mm-hmm. themselves, you know, I've done all this, why can't mm-hmm. I get that, right? Mm-hmm. Now we see if I if I take a step back and I just look, why are they not getting that offer, you know, or mm-hmm. that final interview? I would say they have stopped listening. They've stopped being open. Mm-hmm. They've stopped being curious, right? Mm-hmm. They're only curious about what can I do to get that job? Uh, what can they do when they get that job? <laughs> you know, I think it's going to be so important. Don't be too focused on what you're not getting because you will miss the entire experience altogether. I mean, life is a journey. Mm-hmm. It's helpful to get a goal. It's important to have an ambition, but you need to really embrace and enjoy the moment. Then you would have that opportunity to really discover what you're not going to be missing. Um, that's probably the uniqueness of how I have worked on my own career <laughs> as well. You said that in the beginning when we were talking about, and I asked you this question about your career, being in the flow, being open-minded and not being too fixated on what you thought you wanted to do. And I think that's what you've just mentioned about the career advice for the youth as well. And it's a remarkable career advice. You see, I'm a bit stumped because I can feel that advice myself. So... Agnes, this has been a wonderful conversation. I have learned a lot from you and had a lot of fun along the way as well. 
thank you so much for your time today and for sharing all that you did. Do you have any last words to say to the listeners and to myself? No, thank you so much for having me today, Sharp. I really enjoy. I started off being a little bit nervous, but I think it's uh, it's been fun. <laughs> thank you for allowing me to speak about us as well. And to everyone, you know, enjoy the moment and stay safe. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Agnes. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to go to www.alcottglobal.com and click the podcast button for all the show notes of the interview. Also subscribe to our mailing list to get our latest update first. If you are listening to a streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify or Stitcher, we would appreciate a kind review. Five stars work best to keep us going and our production team happy. And of course, share it with your friends. I'm most active on LinkedIn, so do feel free to follow me. And if you have any suggestions on what to do or who to invite next, don't hesitate to drop me a note. And if you're looking to hire top executives in supply chain or transform your business, of course, contact us as well to find out how we can help.